119 of the All the Books show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. And you can also find us at 92.7 FM in Angelica. Hi, folks. And we're talking about book news, author news, and literary news. All sorts of stuff. I'm Nick Gunning. I'm Eric Mickles. And joining hey. us... Hey. Hey, hey. You switched that intro around so you could say you're Nick Gunning first. You think? Yeah. That'd be pretty clever if that's what I did. Oh, yeah. It probably wasn't your plan then. Yeah. I think after... That's what you're like. After five <laughs> or six false starts to opening this show, all cleverness has already gone out the window. Yeah, that was So there's bad. nothing here. But anyway, you interrupted me as I was about to introduce our guest, making her second appearance on the Elder Book Show, my sister, Christy Van Valkenburg. Hey, guys. Ooh, you think you hear that enthusiasm? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about book Felt news. Like a side character from Bring It On. Yeah, you're right. It did. <laughs> let's talk about, Sorry about uh, that, bookmark. <laughs> Here's the part of the show where we talk about the things we've been reading, suggest things you might want to try, yeah. or things you might want to stay away from. Christy's been on a roll. It's like it's like she's on death oh, yeah. row well, she can and go first. has to read <laughs> has to read all the yeah. things she can possibly read in a yeah. short span of time. So it's been great. She's been like a reading machine. Glad I read all those Bring It On novels so uh, I could go third. Yeah, you're right. No, no. I want you to start us off. Go ahead. No, I didn't really read it. Oh, you Bring didn't? It on okay. Novels. All right. All right. Well, you want me to go first then? I thought Christy was going first. You know what? I'm not going to put her on the spot. Oh, okay. Well, then you can go first. All right. <laughs> well, I've read a lot of graphic novels, so I'm going to mm. pound through those really quickly. I read Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Amazing Adventures number one. Because as you recall, I just found out that an old buddy of mine from my high school days mm-hmm. is one of the main uh, illustrators on that. Right. So, hi, hiya, Chad. You dated his sister. Uh, well, no. I, I tried to date his sister. Oh. Sorry, was that not <laughs> something did, I should have shared But we did, go, we did go to prom together. Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Amazing Adventures looks good. Uh-huh. Not great to All read, right. if I'm being honest. Nice save. I got to tell you, sometimes I forget the conversations we have in private in the car yeah. versus on air hey well that's we're just a, a loose relaxed podcast here yeah. so uh i also read volume two of the star trek green lantern mashup okay i'm loving it man are you gonna are you gonna read volume two you read the first one yeah i'm gonna read it yeah get you off my case interested excited just, about we just it came, we just got it i know yeah i'm interested i guess okay <laughs> the manhunters well, are in it right yeah the man not martian manhunter not martian the manhunters man yes correct they're different Correct. Yeah. Christy, have you read any Green Lantern? She's never no. read Green Lantern. Have you seen the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie? I don't think so. Actually, oh, we boy. started to watch it once, and it was really boring, so we stopped. Real bad. We but started you love to it. Well, no, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, yeah. but but I we were going to watch the extended version, and it was just so oh dull gosh. that we. Stopped. I will tell you, uh, the the flack Green Lantern got yeah. now seems unfair. It does considering Justice. The- I don't think Justice League is any better than Green Lantern was. And it, it seems like people are going out of their way to defend the good things about Justice League. Yeah, and true. nobody has a nice thing to say about no. M- uh, Mark Strong. He's great at Sinestro. Yeah, he is a good they, Sinestro. If they don't keep anything, they should keep Mark keep Strong. Keep Mark Strong. Uh, let's see. I read <laughs> volume four of The Amazing Sorry. Spider-Man Worldwide. Loving that series. Yeah. In it, Peter's like a tech mogul, yeah. a la Tony Stark. It's yeah. pretty good. It's a pretty good series. And uh, mm-hmm. from a... a personal friend of mine and eric's alexander mccall smith his latest he in the really he yeah. didn't no no oh. we didn't really hit it off he and i hung out talked about how there's no way that donald trump was going to get elected president so now i feel foolish yeah well but look at him I, yeah, he's a renowned author that's true yeah if he so, should know anything yeah uh but i just i finished house of unexpected sisters which is the latest in the number one ladies yeah. detective agency series hey that kind of happened to you hence our guest yeah <laughs> yeah i have an unexpected sister right here christy say hi Hello. She already said hi, so yeah. I don't know why I made yeah. her do it again. Yeah, but, but that was unexpected. I could see that she was hoping that I wouldn't turn the mic towards her, <laughs> yeah. and the big brother in me just felt that I had to. Yeah. Anyway, House of Unexpected Sisters. Uh-huh. Uh, here's the thing with the number one ladies detective agency. Yeah? It's about the journey, man. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You're not waiting for a big payoff at the end. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing where you're going to be like, I wonder who did it. It's all about the journey. Yeah. Who did it? So it doesn't matter because okay. it's all about the journey. Right. And sometimes that's okay. And in this one, it is okay. But I always find myself getting just a touch impatient. Like right. I want them to move just a little bit more quickly. But overall, I like I like what's going on. Uh-huh. So, you have a short attention span. Do I? Yeah. Hey, I like that shirt. Thanks, man. You're looking good. Hey, you already said that today. I know, but it was in the car. It was yeah. a personal car. Uh, that's true. So it's different. Uh, but anyway, I would like it. And if you're a fan of the series, I think you will like it too. But it certainly doesn't, nothing new. Nothing okay. new here. Besides possibly an unexpected sister, but uh-huh. I digress. <laughs> Currently, I'm reading two things that I do not like. All right. I'm reading Still Life by Louise Penny. This yeah. is for our Page Turners Book Club. My wife read this several years ago and liked it. Your wife read it, hated it. 
Uh, and Louise Penny's a big uh, favorite of the book club, so I think everybody's going to like it. So mm-hmm. I think your wife and I might be the odd ones out who are not enjoying this book. Yeah. Um, but this is this is a long-running series for her. Um, still going. I think what the latest one just came out, so Louise Penny still as popular as ever. I have not been impressed with book one so far. Yeah. But we'll discuss that in Paige Turner's book club. And everybody is welcome to join us for that. That is going to meet on, oh, let's see, December 5th. Nice. 3.30, December 6th. It's a Wednesday, December 6th at 3.30. And then after that, we're reading Jerusalem Inn by Martha Grimes. That is our Christmas mystery book. Mm -hmm. So if you like Christmas and you like mysteries and you like Martha Grimes and you like me. It's not going to be any room in that Jerusalem Inn. Probably not. So. They've got a stable. So it should be fine. Just a little nativity humor there. Should be totally (laughs) fine. Uh, And I'm also reading Watchmen. Yeah. The graphic novel by Alan Moore. Uh-huh. I don't get it. Are you, do you want to have this conversation on air in front of people? <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we'll wait till I finish it. Oh, okay. I think uh, off mic, Eric made the point that like I've seen a lot of things that are... Uh, You've seen Deconstructed Heroes yeah, many yeah. times. Stuff that Watchmen at its time was yeah. really like pioneering has yeah. sort of become old hat at this point. I think I'm feeling that a little bit. But I still think it does it great it's still one of the great ones it's very long again it's long <laughs> it's 12 issues and I, yeah but there's the short attention span i was talking there it is right. maybe you're right but they're long issues and yeah. the prose in between i feel yeah. prose in the middle of a graphic novel i feel the mm-hmm. same way i feel about like a rap in the middle of a pop song i don't right. want it oh i don't want it well sometimes i like the rap parts in the pop yeah, song because you love rihanna yeah <laughs> so uh also they're not at the they're not in the middle they're at the end of each individual issue end of each issue you're right so you got to remember that but they're in the middle of the collection yes and they're not short yeah they're like four or five pages each yeah of a lot of text and i gotta reread watchmen that Go was ahead. great that was a good time do you think that i would enjoy the movie mm, i don't know really? I, I can't uh, we've sat across from each other 119 episodes now and you don't know if i would I, enjoy those i don't know watchmen. you ended up Liking Justice League enough, you sure did a second time. Yes, I would. So I really don't know anymore. You you don't like Guardians of the Galaxy, but you like Guardians of the Galaxy two, which is oh. just more of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. one. I mean, neither one of them so, I really like on my tops. Right. To be fair, but I just I can never I never know. Christy, we've already talked about Justice League, <laughs> but what are your thoughts? Oh jeez. Uh, well, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. I liked it enough to sit through it, but I wouldn't go again. Yeah. <laughs> There's a stirring. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. great. I, I could sit through yeah. it once. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, that's it for me as yeah. far as books I'm reading. Okay. All right. Eric, why don't you take it? Did, did Christy just point at me? Yeah, like, she did. Like, she's directing yeah, me she when just... Christy, I don't think you know whose podcast she's, this is. She's putting off. She's putting off you... talking. No. Um, oh, I get it. Okay. Uh, well, to Christy then. Yeah. No. Okay. okay. Uh, what did I, what have I read since? I have no idea. Uh, I, I read asking. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI by David Graham, who wrote Warriors of the Lost Temple. No, he wrote uh, Lost City of Z. Yeah. 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 So, did you watch that movie, Lost City of Z? No, I haven't watched mm. it yet. I wanted to. Okay. What? Have you? Uh, we started it and just felt really dull and didn't finish it. So. Short attention span. Go ahead. Yeah, comedy rule three. You got it right there. Oh geez. So what if what if something else happens later though? Can't say it. Maybe. Can't. Maybe because the the fourth is so so surprising. Yeah, that's true. It's like a sister that you don't expect to show up. An unexpected. An unexpected sister. (laughs) Uh, Kills of the Flower Moon was good. I already talked about how it made me drop my jaw at one point. Yeah. Because they were like, and actually, it was this person. I was like, oh. Um, but it's good. I mean, it's depressing because. You're not going to read it and like, ah, they've solved the case of who was murdering these Native Americans. Sure. And so everything was all right for those people for the rest of time. <laughs> um, but it's still it's still interesting to, you know, the story is dark and morbid and uh, the way murders are and the birth of the FBI is pretty good. So was that a finalist for the Goodreads Choice Awards? Yeah. It's did, up for did history. You, did you vote for it? I, I didn't read anything this year on the Goodreads Awards. So. <laughs> okay. No, I don't like well, to vote just for the one thing I've read. Okay. So, all right. Well, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I also sort of feel like, but that was the one book in that category that appealed to you. So that, that's, that's something, yeah. you know, um, speaking of the Goodreads Choice Awards, the final round is done. Yeah. So right now they're anymore. tabulating. So yeah. we'll tell you the results of the Goodreads Choice Awards next week. Yeah. We don't know them right Unless now. Unless there's a recount. There could be a recount. Yeah. That's too true. close to call. Yeah. Is it, is it too late to make a hanging Chad joke? Is that... Hanging Chad? Okay, so then yes. <laughs> yes, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late, everyone. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Um, I also finally finished 
Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff. Uh, anyone who's joined in the past four episodes might not know I even started this yeah, book. Yeah, I was going to say, I Because I had totally started this forgot. for Halloween. Um, now, you remember I said I was reading it, and it was ha- I was having a hard time getting into it. Yeah. And so I just need to like sit down and push myself through. And then I finished it, finished like this, this part of the story, and realized it was segmented stories. Okay. Because um, there was like the long, a couple like, I don't know, 60 pages, and it was it was this one story about them going off and looking for uh, the main character's father okay. and everything. And I thought that's what the book was going to be about. But, and then it switched points of view and it was a different story and everything. And I was like, oh, that's going to happen. So I thought, okay, maybe they'll happen like another, like it's three short, you know, segmented mm-hmm. stories. But it's actually a lot of small stories okay. in there. And once I figured that out, yeah. I was able to like get into the rhythm, like, oh, I can read this and then put it down and then come back yeah. and read the next one. And it makes a lot of sense because Lovecraft didn't write. I want like disclaimers when books like that because there's been a lot of books where I read way too much of it before I realized that. Yeah. Well, H.P. Lovecraft didn't write novels. He wrote short stories and novellas that would be like collected um, together. Okay. Um, So in that way, it also kind of harkens back to Lovecraft. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess I should have expected that. But once I I figured that out, I was able to like find the rhythm and just like cruise through it. But at first it it was just harder. So it's good. Um, Did it feel like a Halloween read? Would you still classify it as as, a Halloween read? As it goes on, like after the second story, I didn't really find any of the horror elements to actually be creepy or anything. Uh, It it uses like a lot of magic and sorcery and stuff as it goes on. But that stuff never really scares me. It just kind of uses... Okay, whole... so you're not afraid of magic. <laughs> you're not afraid of black magic. No, I'm afraid of magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you just said it. Um, the record will show. <laughs> um, as it goes on, mm-hmm. the, the magic just becomes an excuse to show how racist everybody was in the 50s. Okay. Um, and like that stuff stays effective throughout the, the whole thing. The uh, Just like how uh, integrated racism was and yeah. still is. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I feel like any of the creepiness that was going on at the beginning just kind of. I don't know. You get used to it, I guess. So, uh, yeah, you could still read it as a Halloween. Would you read. recommend it? Yeah. Do you think you have to be a Lovecraft fan to no. really? No. No, I don't okay. think so. Um, I think he uses that to get people to read mm-hmm. a book like this that normally wouldn't read. It. I mean, okay. it's still it's still like urban fantasy, right? Um, like the Dresden Files. Well, I just mean like there's like a secret society of magic. Okay. In but yes, like the the Dresden Files are urban fantasy. All right. Uh, yeah. So I would recommend it. Okay. Okay. What else you got? Uh, I read. Oh, hey. So I resubscribed yes. to Marvel Unlimited. Eric is tripping the live fantastic with the uh, the Marvel comics. Tripping app. the live fantastic. Yeah, you're just you're going. You're I going did trip straight. on a chair today at Dunkin' Donuts. Did you? Fellow, yeah, Christy was there. <laughs> Christy, is that true? It totally happened. Yeah. Was it hilarious? It was so hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it like an arm spinning kind of situation? Look, my like, whoa, my whoa. foot got caught into a chair. Yeah. And I basically, and you you know how loud the chairs sound when they get dragged at that Dunkin' Donuts. Do I? That chair was being dragged by my foot for a good like five minutes <laughs> as I'm trying not to fall over. And the line is Man. pretty big. Everybody like stopped and looked. Even people just stopped, like turned around. I just had to like, Get my feet and just turn and be like, sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> I ruined your morning. Yep. I did apologize. Christy, if that happens again, you call me immediately. <laughs> Do you understand? How about I just record it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I don't like Yes. Yeah. So. No, no it's, it's done. It's done. Yeah. I, it was dangerous. I almost died. I almost went right into that ice machine. Did you? It was by the ice machine. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Marvel Unlimited is an app that you yeah. can download, uh, though not on Kindle, I guess. You can't use it on Amazon Kindles or Surface Pros. Mm. So I guess on iPads. Okay. Um, and usually it's $10 a month or $60 a year. Okay. And you get unlimited access to a bunch of Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new stuff Man, is... Are you getting a cut? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the pocket of big Marvel. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so Mickey Mouse himself just heard that. The newest, oh the newest stuff... <laughs> the newest stuff is six months old. So, okay. um, so like... The new stuff now yeah. was released in May. Oh boy! Um, but when time. you think about that, that's basically the same as like graphic novels it's true. when they get published. So there's almost no benefit. Um, 
What? There is. Because <laughs> no, you're right. It would, you would buy, what, four graphic novels at Marvel's print price yeah, before, it, as opposed to this. Yeah. Um, but it has, like, everything as well. It Does has it? all their old stuff. No, no there's. full Gambit run, Eric? Does no, it, it doesn't have the full, have the full Gambit, Gambit run, run from okay. 98. So I guess it doesn't have everything. So, yeah, there are runs. Where are you in the pocket of Big DC today? Maybe <laughs> DC doesn't even have an app. No. Don't lash out at me because I don't of think that. they have an app or money. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't afford me. Uh, <laughs> so yes, sometimes they'll they'll have like a series, like Gambit's 1998 yeah. series that went 25 issues. Yeah. They'll have the first four issues yeah. and then the last three issues and nothing in between it. And like they fill it out like eventually, but I was like, why not just do it all at once? Yeah, just do it. So that's frustrating. Um, but they do have most of their series have mm-hmm. their full runs. Mm-hmm. So I should hope. I'm using that to, uh, one, yeah. get back into the X-Men, yep. their current events, because I'm not up to date with the X-Men. Like a as kid in the candy store. Yeah. So I've been re- but I'm also, I have so much old stuff I need to read. So I'm reading yeah, Cable and Deadpool by uh, Fabian Nikiza. That's from like 2005. Uh, that's pretty good, though. It's funny because that's before Deadpool got, I don't know how to Ryan call it. Reynolds? Yeah. It, he was still funny while being a character. Yeah. He still had like desires and goals and stuff that weren't just being a random joke machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. He's not as like drop dead funny as maybe he became. I don't even know if that's true. There's a lot less like him pointing at his crotch and be like, ha ha. <laughs> and we all have to laugh around with him. Uh, but I also don't re- read a lot of stuff with Cable. So, but and Cable's going to be in the uh, the new Deadpool movie. You know, I get liking the Deadpool movie, but I, I'm always baffled. Yeah, I know. I don't particularly... Christy's shaking her head no, everyone. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I am pretty baffled when people are like, it was so funny. I laughed all the time. Yeah. I'm like, was it? It's probably the same people Did that were laughing at like, uh, Eurotrip and uh, I can't come up with anything. Whatever genre... Good for you for pulling out Eurotrip. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere Tom Green is writing you a personal thank you note. Yeah. Um... All right, so I'm Ooh. currently reading. Sorry, Boy. I had a joke, and I'm like, no, I can't that make that dead joke. Air. Sorry about that, everybody. I'm reading Hulk by John Byrne, which John Byrne is, was pretty good in the 80s, but he writes a pretty bad Hulk. Okay. So this one isn't so bad because other people were helping him out. I'm reading okay. Black Panther by Christopher Priest. This is a pretty uh, famous run by uh, Christopher Priest. This this was a late 90s. Uh, it ran for like 66 issues. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know how how Black Panther was thought of before, but this was kind of like, everybody kind of thinks it made him like cool. Okay. Like a very cool Black Panther. Um, a smooth operator. And then there, I'm reading some uh, <laughs> amazing Spider-Man volumes before Flip. I get to the worldwide stuff. Nice. Uh, hey, we don't, I mean, we do talk about comic books a lot on this. But Are you going to say we don't talk about Yeah, I was about books? to say we don't talk about comic Jeez. book news a lot. <laughs> Our listeners collectively roll their yeah. eyes. Brian Michael Bendis. Of Switch, Marvel jump fame. ship went to DC. Yeah, uh, but if there's any if there's any good time to be on Team DC, it's right now. Yeah, am I right? So ben, Brian Michael Bendis, yeah. for people who don't know, which might be most of our listeners, yeah, he's been writing at Marvel Comics since I think 1998. Wow, maybe it's a long time before then doing Hansen smaller stuff. Was still together then, if you could believe it. Yeah, he would be. <laughs> yeah, um, I might be wrong about, but it's been forever. He's okay. been there. He's, he wrote Ultimate Spider-Man that started in two thousand one. He he wrote Daredevil and brought him back from the dead, basically. Yeah, um, and a bunch of stuff, and wrote a bunch of uh, really good comics. Uh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. He yeah, created her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and... and then I don't know. Somewhere between like two thousand five and now, he became a terrible writer. It felt like. Ooh. Basically, anytime he wrote yeah, a team... Yeah, you're pretty harsh on Brian Michael Bendis. Well, it's whenever he writes a team book. He can't write team <laughs> books. He just wants to write solo characters, and all his team books just have a bunch of solo characters talking, and then other people in the background, and there's like no action. His Avengers run is terrible, and I hate him on the X-Men. I hate when he writes the Every X-Men Every so time much. you read a Bendis book, your Goodreads review is like, I think I'm done with Bendis. Yeah. <laughs> you can't quit him. Yeah. But now I can, because he quit. DC. Uh, but anyway... Yeah. Uh, so he hasn't been good in a while. Yep, we got that. But card. now DC has him. Yeah. Do you think he'll be good again at DC? They need a win. Do you, do you so think I hope DC so. will be like the shot to the arm for Bendis? Yeah. Is there a character you want to see Brian Michael Bendis? Because you've read Brian Michael Bendis yeah. stuff. Is there a character you want him to write? Yeah. Nightwing. Green Arrow. He could be a fun Nightwing author. Yeah. Do you think Nightwing's a bit too like chipper for him? Maybe he tends to write like people who well, like. Well, not today. Oh Nightwing's yeah. Nightwing's been a drag for yeah. a long time now. But we gotta stop talking about this. Do we? I think so. Man, I wish we had a comic book it's podcast. It's been a long time. All right. But a comic book podcast. What a revolutionary idea. 
Yeah. I don't think there are any. No. Yeah. Let, let's go talk about some more James Patterson. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I have a book on order. The reason I don't have oh. like a book is because yes. I finished... What, what was that I just finished? Good. Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to read Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology, uh-huh. but... I guess I'm just not in the mood for it. Okay. I thought like I should because it's up for the Goodreads Choice Award is, as well. Yeah. But I had I just pre-ordered, not pre-ordered. I just ordered from the library uh, one of the Witcher books. The Witcher. The first Witcher books. You know the Witcher, Christy. I know the games. Do you like the games? I do. What What is the best game? I think two. Two? Whoa. Eric, do you concur? I haven't played them. I bought Witcher 3 thinking I could skip the first two games. Yeah. Couldn't, so I bought the first two games. But then I was... Now I have to read the books first. You're not supposed to skip games, Eric. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got to listen to her. Yeah. All right. So you're going to read. I'll talk uh, about that on my video game podcast. You're going to read a Witcher book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it's The Last Wish is what I ordered. It's the first one. Okay. So there's, What an adorable title for a book about witchers. And a witcher is someone who hunts monsters. Hunts monsters. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't. He's not a witch. He's no, not a witch. Yeah, I don't even think he deals with witches that much. Okay, well, Christy? it's not a good name. Are witches very much involved in The Witcher? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess there are witches. Oh, oh, oh boy. Well, he's not a witch himself. He's Okay, he's not a witch. Right. All right, cool, cool. Uh, so there's that. And I also, what was the other book I was going to pick? It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I want to read the Darth Maul book, Lockdown. I have yes. that ready because I guess read some Star Wars books. My brother Star just Wars. read it. He gave it a thumbs up. Lockdown? Yeah. No, he read the graphic novel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to read the book. Oh, the book you're talking about. Yes, okay. The one you've had forever. Hey, good news. Also, I completed my Goodreads challenge of 2017, my reading challenge. Congratulations, man. First time in like seven years that it's been like a thing that I had to do. Something happened with me, man. Still over a month away, but... And you know Goodreads is having a problem where they're not listing dates, so you might even have done it a long time ago and just didn't know. Well, it's fixed now. Good. All All right, well, is that it for you? Yeah. All right, Christy, you've been on a roll. You want to talk about... Let's talk about selection series. Yes, the selection series by Kira Cass is like the most amazing book that I've read, I believe. Wow, high praise. Yes. Um, she had also wrote novellas for the selection series. Yeah, like, set before or after. Happily ever after is what it's called. In between the oh. books. So. A midquel. Yeah, a midquel. <laughs> um, yeah. And also some prequels. Yeah, um, how do you like that, Nick? You wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be totally lost. <laughs> So those are just fun to read. I mean, I enjoyed reading all of them. Uh, I didn't enjoy her novellas as much as I did her regular books, but I think that's a normal thing. Um, Happily Ever After was not a good book. Um, Is that just standalone? No, it's actually one of her selection series books. Um... It was like all of the novellas put together and then some short stories at the end. And it's like, okay, so I had already read all the novellas and they're going to put them all in one book again. And then short stories at the very end. I was confused. Is, is this the one where, where you said or you read somewhere that it was like The Bachelor and Hunger Games combined? Yes. And I mm. 100% agreed with that review. Uh Eric, does that make you want to read that, them or yeah, not? Yeah, that might be the strongest elevator pitch in the world. Do we have we have these books, don't we, Eric? Yeah, I'm I'm good at my job. I, well, I know that you are. <laughs> I know that you are. Have they been popular here with our? Yeah, they readers? stay popular. They um, they're they're never they're not like as big as the ones you hear about all the time, but they're not. And I wouldn't say they're as big as like Sarah J. Moss's um, you know, Throne of Glass books. Yeah, but they're yeah they still remain pop. They're constantly checked out and like the whole thing. So. Is it over now? Is the series like done or are there still more coming out? Uh, the selection series is done. She has also written a standalone fiction um, book called The Siren. It definitely was not as great as the selection series, but still pretty good. I like her read- writing. So. And did you, you listen to most of those on audio, right? I did. I read all of them on audio. Good reader. The, the person, the, the who, person who read them? the books, are they? Um, there was actually multiple people reading mm-hmm. the books, so it wasn't just one. I find that could kind of make or break. You know, if a book is kind of bad, but the reader's great, like you really, it does a whole lot. But even even like a great book, a bad reader will just totally demolish. So, yeah. you know. Hey, man, I happens. know. I listened to uh, Wesley Crusher read Red Shirts. <laughs> so, what's his name? Uh, Will Wheaton. Yeah. Yeah. 
pretty it's good. Fine. Uh, Christy's also reading Archie. Did you did you read those ever, Eric? I can't no. remember. You didn't. Even no, pick, I guess I'm not that good at my job. Pick up one. <laughs> if I was gonna recommend one to you, I would think I would go Jughead. What do you think? Uh, yes, Jughead Volume Two was the greatest. It uh-huh. was hilarious. They brought in Sabrina, the teenage witch. Oh yeah. And oh, you know who you wouldn't want her to cross with? The Witcher. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He'd, true. He'd kill her dead. And so. <laughs> They did a whole thing with Jughead mm-hmm. and Sabrina yeah. on a date, and it just didn't go well, but it was hilarious. That's good. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> Volume 2, uh, Ryan North from like Dinosaur Comics fame takes over writing uh-huh. Jughead, and you can definitely feel it. If you've read any of the Dinosaur Comics, right? it's very, uh, very clear that it's his style. Volume 3 just came out, and I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Christy, are you going to read the Sabrina the Teenage Witch scary horror book show that we have? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, it's it's not as funny no. or as fun as the Archie book. It's a series called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and they're like... It's scary. I, I, yeah, I put it down. Yeah. I was like, no. this it, is. It looks like a vertigo tile. Yeah. It looks like something Neil Gaiman wrote himself. Yeah, they, it, but that's yeah. checked out like a billion times. Yeah, people are crazy for it. I know. People love the dark, murderous world I, of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew all this so, time yeah. Archie was being a goody two-shoes. Yeah. He should have just started killing people. yeah. yeah. So, crazy times. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for Bookmark. Yeah. So, you want to talk about book news? Uh, yeah. All right. I like so, the way you pause. So, uh, Brian Michael Bendis is now at DC. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Well, as we mentioned, the Goodreads Choice Awards are over. So, if you didn't vote, you missed your chance. Uh, we're going to be talking about that next week. I did want to mention, though not book-related, still media-related, that the Grammy nominations are out. You don't want to hear about it? Well, the Gorillas are up for an award. Oh, okay. Alternative Well, first of all, I wanted to just drop some knowledge on everyone because I have never known the difference between Album of the Year, Song of the Year, Record of the Year. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Okay, but we got it. Song of the Year is a song. It's just like a songwriting thing. Album is the album. It's the whole album. Record, I don't know. Record is like the recording of a... Like, so one song, Uh but it's about the whole picture. Whereas Song of the Year is just a songwriting award, so Record of the Year is like all the all the production of this one no, track. I, I still don't get it, but I just told you. Yeah, I, but it doesn't make any sense. Well, to me. I'm just going to tell you because there's so many categories in the Grammys. I'm going to tell you just the general okay nominations. All Are right. you ready? Yeah. Record of the Year: Redbone by Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. Despacito by Louis Fonzi, and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. You're a big Bieber fan. No. Eric, yes, you are. Correct. Come on. No. Every time I walk by your office, you're like, baby, baby. I hear you all the time. No, I don't. Stop it. Story of OJ by I used Jay-Z. to think that was Friday. I used to think he was saying Friday. Humble. <laughs> I thought it was Friday. Humble by Kendrick Lamar and yeah. 24K Magic by Bruno Mars. Mm. Album of the Year. Okay. Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. Uh-huh. 444 by Jay-Z. Uh-huh. Damn by Kendrick Lamar. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> melodrama by lord and 24k magic by bruno mars so those are your general yeah nominations sure. do you want to hear the difference now do you want to hear song of the year yeah okay song of the year despacito uh-huh 444 issues 1-800-273-8255 uh-huh <laughs> and that's what i like uh-huh. so those are those are for song of the year and of course do you like that one christy says thumbs up for that's what i like why do you like it i don't know I don't okay know. Uh, that you that you heard much. it here folks Christy doesn't know why she likes it, but does enjoy it. Right. There are a million, a million uh, different categories for the Grammys. You can see them all at Grammy.com and find all of them. Are we going to talk about this again? We did a Grammy show once or twice before. Yeah. You want to do it? We did. No? It's fine. I mean, I just... All right. It's, it never feels like enough to take up a whole episode. Okay. Because I don't understand it or right. most of the time care. Sure. Uh, though I did use it to last year... Um, here's the problem. Yeah. The nominations are out, but they don't do it until like March. Yeah. So you get like five months of like, oh, we still haven't done the Grammys. Right. Um. So that's how I feel. But yeah, al- also last year, it got me into Cage the Elephant's Tell Me I'm Pretty album oh. because it won Best Alternative Album. All right. So I think it did. Or maybe it won Best Record. I don't know. I, but it won an record. award. I was like, Best oh, Record is out. just one song All versus right. Best Album, which is a whole album. I don't think it won Best Album. Okay. Then Not maybe, in world maybe Best Record. Rihanna exists. All right. Let's do some... Let's do some uh, pre-pub alerts all right so these okay. are some why, things why are you doing what you're doing you're like crunching up and everything <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay uh, so we're going to talk about some books that have been announced that are going to be coming to you in a couple of months uh pre-pub. this first one i got to tell you it makes no sense to me why this is coming out in february mm-hmm. coming out in february okay uh raspberry danish murder mm-hmm. uh this is by joanne fluke it's a book 22 in her hannah swenson series right these have recipes in the back right look out 
Thanksgiving has I, a way of thawing the frostiest hearts. Oh, that is confusing. Eden, but that won't be happening for newlywed Hannah Swenson Barton. Yeah. Not after her husband suddenly disappears. Yeah. Maybe she didn't meet her deadline. Maybe she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love a good Thanksgiving book in February. Yeah. Uh, I love a good murder book where they use the term deadline. That's describe somebody good. like that's pretty yeah. good. I've picked these up a couple of times to try to slip them into the book club, but yeah. I think there would be a revolt. You so. ever try to uh, make anything out of the book, like a recipe? No, like a murder. Oh, like a murder? <laughs> yeah. I I mean I've murdered people with her books before. But oh my god! That's in my own. <laughs> that's gruesome. That's in my spinoff fiction. Okay. So not in real life. Yeah. But I write a yeah. parallel, like the parallel Jack Reacher series, same kind of thing. Okay. So, uh, new from Lisa Gardner. Have you read uh, Lisa Gardner? Familiar with Lisa Gardner? I'm familiar with the name, yes. Heard the name Lisa Gardner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is book number nine. I work with kids' number books. Number nine. <laughs> yeah. Number nine. Detective D.D. Warren, book nine. Uh, Look for Me by Lisa Gardner. And number one New York Times bestselling author Lisa Gardner's latest twisty thrill ride. Didn't she write Look Behind You? <laughs> oh, the title. Okay. <laughs> I was scared. Uh, maybe. Detective Dee Dee Warren and Finder's Flora Dane return in a race against the clock to either save a young girl's life or bring her to justice. Ooh. Oh, it was Iris Johansson. Spooky. Spooky stuff there. Also coming to you in February. Not Thanksgiving themed, though, so that's appropriate. Yeah, I don't want Thanksgiving Uh, themed books in February. James Grapondo. This is another one where I've picked up his books millions of times over the years. I'm like, I ought to read one of these. That's not how you say it. What do you think it is? That might be it. I think it's Grapondo, yeah. Anyway, uh, he just won an award. He won the Harper Lee Prize for legal fiction. So take that, well, John Grisham. Good for him. Anyway, A Death in Live Oak, a Jack Switek novel, book 14 mm. to be precise. Yeah. When the body of Jamal Cousin, president of the preeminent black fraternity at the Florida flagship university, is discovered hogtied in the Stygian water swamps of the Suwannee River oh, Valley, gosh. the death sets off a firestorm Did that you say threatens. Hog swamp? Hog Oh, hog tied in the swamp. Okay, I heard hog swamp, no. and I was like, oh. Anyway, the firestorm threatens to rage out of control when a fellow student, Mark Townsend, the president of a prominent white fraternity, is accused of the crime. So mm-hmm. we have a racially charged yeah. book there. I like that title, though, because it has opposites of each Can other. Can I tell you that I forgot it already? It's uh, Dead and Live Oak. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're so, right. Yeah. That is. Live nice and Oak are the there. opposite of each other. Mm, I don't think that's right. New in large print. Uh, so if you're a large print fan and you're also a fan of the Curlin St. Mary Mysteries, yeah. book four by Catherine Lloyd. I liked large print before it got cool. Yeah. I think. It's yeah. my thing. You were in on the ground floor. I was a real fan. Death Comes to the Fair. Well, that's not where you want it. Well, is it the fair, like, they, you know what I mean, like, pretty? Like, she's no. so she's so fair. No. Or is it, like, the fair where you go to get cotton oh, candy? That that could be. It. They they do, these cozy mysteries do like their double meanings. Yeah. It's harvest time in the village of Curlin oh, St. Mary <laughs> as Lucy and Robert prepare to take their vows, but a murderer um, has taken an unseasonable vow. Of murder? Of vengeance. Of vengeance. Yeah. yeah. Unse- what, what would be the season of vengeance? The season of murder? I Look, don't know. season of vengeance? That's a pretty sweet title That's a right great there. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That sounds like a book starring The Witcher. Don't you think? Uh, maybe. Season yeah. Of vengeance. Maybe. Maybe I'm just Christy? thinking of Season of the Witch. Starring Nick Cage. All right. Chris is just giving me uh, nonverbal cues because you won't give her the mic. I'm sorry. Here you go. I guess it's a possibility. Okay. okay she's yeah. open to the possibility yeah. that that's a witch. You know book. what? I could actually surmise that from her nonverbals. I'm sorry we put you on the spot yeah, there with the seriously. microphone. That's kind of on you. All right. Huh. Well, let's talk about the New York Times bestseller list. All right. So, Christy, this is the New York Times bestsellers list. Uh, it's w- released weekly, uh, and we're going to read the best, uh, the top 10 hardcover nonfiction this week. Ooh, now, Eric does not like to do the nonfiction list, so this is a special treat. <laughs> okay. No, it just means nothing's changed in the young adult world. So, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number 10, What Happened by Hillary Rodham Clinton. I could think of a few things. Yeah. We, we do this bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine, Killing England. You've got to o- focus on Michigan. It's a swing state. Bill <laughs> O'Reilly and Martin Dugard. So, I don't know, but I think England is still alive. England's still alive. Bill O'Reilly's career? No. Whoa, Not so take much. that, yeah. It, England's going to write a rebuttal book called Killing Bill O'Reilly. Probably. <laughs> by England. <laughs> uh, the response is just, we're fine yeah. by England. <laughs> How are you? Number it eight. It made sense when he was covering assassinations. Yeah. I mean, it didn't really make sense that Bill yeah. O'Reilly's writing about presidential assassinations. But then he just started writing about things that are either, one, not people. Yeah. Or two, people who were fine. Yeah. yeah. People who were not killed. Yeah. People who were killed by time. Yeah. So... Anyway, <laughs> go on. Yep. Okay. Uh, 
Number eight, Andrew Jackson and the Miracle of New Orleans by Bill. Oh, oh by Brian Kilmeade and Don Yeager. Okay. What? Nothing. Number seven, Sisters First <gasps> by Jenna Bushager and Barbara hey. Pierce Bush. Oh, Sisters. Christy and I are not sisters. No, how the twin daughters of the foreign printer <laughs> George Bush We're grew up in the public eye. <laughs> Number six, Grant by Rob Ron Chernow. Yeah. Yeah. Lynn Manuel Miranda, you better get your pencil ready. Yeah. Because of Hamilton, Grant. yeah, yeah, Grant yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. I'm sorry, I had that moment where I was like, I could probably come up with a Grant rap. <laughs> then you don't but, know anything about Grant. Well, I just thought like I couldn't in the amount of time that we required on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll come back next week. I'll have something ready. I wish you would. Number five, Hacks by Donna Brazil. So this is about the hacky sack phenomenon. Oh yeah. In the uh, yeah. In the early, no, this is about. I read the first one that was about pogs. Yeah. It was really. Yeah. No, this is uh, hard hitting. This is about the twenty. Like you have to campaign. hit pogs with a slammer. Yeah. Hard hitting. Hacks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, four. Bobby Kennedy by Chris Matthews. Pass. You don't like Chris Matthews. I you don't like no. Bobby Kennedy. I love Bobby Kennedy. I don't like Chris Matthews. Oh, geez. I don't like his writing either. <laughs> uh, Bobby Kennedy wrote a book about you. and No, wait. You do like Bob. Chris Matthews wrote a book about you. Okay. Doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. I he don't like, like it. You. He doesn't like me. Yeah. Not your writing anyway. Makes sense. Makes sense. So he wrote Time Fox. Okay. Not a fan. Oh, no. Yeah. How did he get? Oh, that's right. Because you published it. Yeah. Published right. it. And gave it to Chris Matt. No, I would not. Uh, number three, Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson. Do you think yeah. everybody's trying to write a biography about a famous... Just long dead. Yeah, long dead. Pe- yeah. In hopes that Lin-Manuel Miranda Probably. will write a Probably. stage musical yeah. about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, man, I could do one for Leonardo da Vinci. I know more about him than I do Grant. Yeah, probably could. So we probably could. were in a building where Ulysses S. Grant was. That's true. Yeah. James A. Garfield National Historical Site. Yeah. We were walking around, and they were telling us all sorts of things about James A. Garfield, who was president yeah. for, I want to say, 180 days. Yeah, not Most long. Most of those time, he was in a bed dying from doctors sticking their fingers in his gun wound. Yeah. And so that was cool. And yeah. they were like, and here's where he met Ulysses S. Grant. We were like, a real president was here? Whoa! <laughs> cool! Very disrespectful to James A. Garfield. Yeah, yeah. but I think he understands. <laughs> I think he does, too. Yeah. I think he'd geek out over it. Yeah. Number two, Obama by Pete Souza. Now, he's alive. Yes. He is alive. So More than is... 300 pictures of the foreign president by his White House photographer. Picture, it's a picture book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, number one. Oh, it's new. Promise Me, Dad by Joe Biden. Do you think this is him writing to Obama? No, I don't think so. Uh, the former vice president recalls his toughest year in office as his son battled brain cancer. I feel bad about that Obama joke I know. Now. See, I knew it was going to be a dark. I knew. Yeah. But I couldn't stop you. You yeah. had to learn on your own. Teach a man to fish. That's what I always say. Yes. Well, then he'll know how to fish in the future. Well, Where good. if you just give him fish, he'll be mm-hmm. like, I don't like fish. But I'm about to die from starvation. Give me the fish now, and I'll have the energy to learn fishing later. That's actually a pretty interesting twist on that yeah. on that anecdote. Now yeah. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what's right. Hey, uh, number eleven on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. That's not part of the that's not part of the rubric that we discuss. Right, but 11 is Tom Hanks, Uncommon Type. So he's off the top 10. Oh, boy. So. That did about as well as Larry Crown. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tom gonna, Hanks, you're roasted. Are you going to see the po- uh, posted? Post. The post? Po- the What's post. it called? Posted? The, the posted. movie by Spielberg, okay. by Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, about the New York Post? Oh, the New York Post. Okay. Sure. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number ten, and you hate Spielberg movies. I don't hate Spielberg movies. Just his good ones, like E.T. No, no. Close Encounter of the Third Kind. Oh boy, have you seen Close Encounter of the Third Kind? Yeah, it's great, and you love it. Okay, yeah. right. I don't love it, but it was great. All right, I wouldn't watch it right now. Okay, but if it was on, I'd be like, oh, cool, Close Encounter of the Third Kind. This is a cool movie, I would say. Okay, you couldn't even say that about E.T. E.T. Is it okay to say E.T. was a cool movie? Yeah, sure, it was cool. Hey, I'm not saying <laughs> E.T. doesn't have its place. E.T. is obviously a great movie, just because yeah. I find it a little dull yeah. to sit through <gasps> today. Do you find it dull because of your... Oh, no, I forgot what I was saying. The rules of three uh, is... Slow, from... slow attention. Low attention? No attention span. No Short attention, attention span. Short attention span. Man. That's it. All right. Well, you're right. I shouldn't have tried to break the rules of three. I know. I, know. I tried to warn well, you. you. Like magic, listen. the laws came down on me. You don't listen. Uh, number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. We have Every Breath You Take by Mary Higgins Clark and Alifer Burke. Every you... oh, I already did that. Yeah. Okay. Number nine, Typhoon Fury by Clive Cussler and Boyd Morrison. It's just a train. That's so sad. Not a single typhoon so on the sad. cover. So, yeah. Just because he got old didn't mean he had to get lame. Yeah. That was mean. You're right. Was that mean? 
Uh, that doesn't matter. No. Number eight, two kinds of tr- look. If he was listening and he heard that, I would feel like that was mean. So I'm sorry. Well, but maybe he would be like, you know what? That young man in the plaid flannel shirt is right. <laughs> yeah. I should be more creative with my covers. Yeah. So okay. maybe you did people a service. If Tom Hanks is listening, I feel really bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's because yeah, he's the only good man left in Hollywood. What about Julia Roberts? If Julia Roberts was listening, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'd be flattered. Well, you said that thing about Larry, Larry Crown. Crown. Wasn't that her? I, I like, they have good chemistry together. Okay. Doesn't mean it did well in the box office. That's, that's, that's nothing on her. <laughs> uh, number eight, two kinds of truth. Michael Connelly. Now you got your truth. Yeah, yeah. That's coming in. Sure. At 88 miles per hour. It's the only kind of truth All right? there is. It left at 330. That's the only one. Second kind of truth. Nope. Right. It's about to leave at 445. Okay. It can move 55 miles an hour. So you have two kinds of But it's of heading truth. west. One is going east and one is going west. Yes. When will these two truths collide? I don't know. Right. But it's going to be spectacular. Yeah, Michael Connolly is going to... That's that's the climax of the whole book. Really? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Number seven, Origin. Was that a funny bit? No. Really? It started strong, but then we didn't have anything to close it up. With, <laughs> okay. So. Um, number seven, Origin by Dan Brown. Mm-hmm. This is the story Pretty of cool. how Wolverine got his medal. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What if how Wolverine got his medal was how he got like really tough? Yeah, it's just he he was at a store, he picked up Metallica's Black Album. So, but that doesn't make any sense. I'd watch it because he yeah you'd watch that yeah yeah. Well, he did get his motorcycle. He got a motorcycle in X Men Origins and a jacket. He got put on a leather jacket. Leather jacket. Yeah. Can Wolverine get a tattoo? No. Will his healing ability allow him to be tattooed? No. I can't get that metal then. No, he probably can't. People are like, where's your tats? Yeah. You're so metal. He'd be like, look, bub. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number six is new this week. Artemis. We're only on number six. Wow. Okay. Artemis by All Andy right. Weir. All right. Now, does anyone does anyone plant any kind of starches in human feces? No. Okay. Are you, how do you feel about that? This guy wrote The Martian, which was a big selling book. Yeah. And then it was a big movie yeah. with Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of money. Okay. And he's debuting at number six. I don't know that he has a ton of name recognition, for one. Mm. And I sort of feel like Martian was kind of a one-and-done type of book. Small-time smuggler living in a lunar colony schemes to pay off Mm. an old debt by pulling off a challenging heist. Okay. Uh, It hasn't gotten... I've read some not-great reviews about it. He's writing a female character as the lead, and people are like, you're not good at this. Oh, yeah. He's. I guess. kill it. I guess I read one review that said he writes the female lead like the fe- like females are this other type of like other species he mm-hmm. just you know he's like oh i had to yeah. i guess he talks about having to have people help him well they say men are from mars well, so but this is the moon oh then i can't i have yeah. no idea <laughs> i don't know why i can't number five the rooster bar by john grisham based on clint mcgavin's paralegal yeah three students at a sleazy for profit school hope to expose the student loan banker who runs it uh number four the midnight I, that's down to number five Nothing. It's been here for four weeks. So yeah, number four, the Midnight Line by Lee Child. Mm-hmm. So what's Jack Reacher doing these times? Uh, he's tracking down the owner of a pond, class West Point ring. Class yeah. Ring. Class Ring. Stumbles upon a large criminal enterprise. Yeah. Number three, End Game by David Baldacci. Okay. Jessica Real and Will Robbie fight a dangerous adversary in Colorado. No surprises here. Yeah, maybe it's a mountain lion. That, that would be. be a dangerous adversary. That could be. Yeah. Yep. So you couldn't reason with one. A mountain lion? Yeah. I wouldn't think so, no. Yeah. How many dogs do you think you have to have with you to scare a mountain lion away? What size are the dogs? Uh, let's say they're like uh, lassie. Okay. I would probably Collie say size. two lassies. Okay. <laughs> but if we were going to talk about like any of the any of the miniature breeds. Like Benji? You need to be in the double digits. You need to have like 12 Benjis to 12 scare a mountain Benjis. lion. Yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, how many Beethovens? Oh, my. I think just the one Beethoven. That's, yeah. Yeah. Right? If you have a Beethoven and at least one Charles Grodin, okay, then yeah. that, that guy's <laughs> yeah. that mountain lion's out yeah. of there. Comet. He's useless. From the Full House. Full House, yeah. Oh, okay. So. All right. <laughs> Christy, you enjoy the Full House books? I do. Christy's read. Have you read every Full House book there is? Not every Full House book. Okay. Is. If you had to pick a favorite of the Full House books. The fact that you could pick a favorite. I want to know. I read one about Stephanie. <laughs> I read a Stephanie book because I had a crush on her when I was in fourth grade. Yeah. And I pretended like I got it from my little girl cousin, Haley. Uh-huh. But it was really for me. Because <laughs> I had a yeah. crush on Stephanie from Full House. Yeah. Did you think of your favorite yet? No. Do you no. like the Stephanie books or the Michelle books? 
I like the Stephanie books better. Okay. Yeah, who would want to read the Michelle books? All right. It's like, today I learned how to put on shoes. <laughs> learned how to tie my shoes today. <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. Uh, Hardcore 24 by Janet, Janet Ivanovich. Ivanovich. number Look two, out. when a homeless man is murdered, the bounty hunter, Stephanie Plum, searches for the killer. Well, that's not... Of course she's going... I don't know. Well, that's sort of outside the bounds of a bounty hunter as well. Wow. I do not understand this. Number one, Oathbringer. By Brandon Sanderson. What? Yeah. Brandon Sanderson's at yeah. the top of the list? And I, I don't know how many people are... a lot are, of heavy hitters on this list. I don't know who's buying hard, like, Seriously. actual physical copies of this tome. Because wow. it's, like, his longest book ever. It's Merry massive. Christmas, Brandon Sanderson. The he third volume. Right this is there. the third volume of the Stormlight Archive. The War of Reckoning ends and the Voidbringers returns. You know what? This I is have volume read... three of something? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yep. What the heck? I didn't think brandon sanderson could get on the top 10 yeah i didn't think that was his thing has Mistborn been here i don't remember sanderson breaking the you know top what 10. i think i remember reading about no maybe i just remember your advanced notices yeah um that's impressive yeah it is. i i guess i have to read the second book because i, I guess you have do to. not know how the third book got here yeah but good for brandon sanderson good for um him. especially because it's like it's like thousands of pages it's a fantasy title it's it's just massive. I know. It's very surprising. Yeah. That it would have that mass appeal. He, yeah, I guess also, like, he's five higher than the guy who just wrote his second book after The Martian. Yeah. That's that's impressive. Yeah. Beat out Janet Ivanovich and Baldacci. Look out. Yeah. The old stalwarts. All right. So I guess I got to read that. I think we're seeing a Christmas spike there, but still, it's pretty impressive. I've seen nothing on Twitter but people talking about they just got their book and being super excited. Oh, okay. So well, word then. of mouth. Yeah. He's very, like, he's very, like, uh, conscious about an author is also a marketer. Okay. And like going out there and everything. So Good deal. Maybe it's paying off. I guess so. Uh, you know what we need to do? We what? need to talk about a book that has never been read by anybody. I think we do. Yeah. Because these books on the New York Times bestsellers list yeah. being read by everyone. They've been read by so many what people. What about the ones that never got to see the light of day on the New York Times what list? What about them? Yeah. Maybe we could roll some music while we ponder that. All right. Let's see if I can find it on my new laptop. Oh, yep. There it is. Lonely. I feel like yeah. there's so much clarity now. Chrissy, did that music really, did it get your creative juices flowing? Oh, definitely. I knew yeah. it. I knew that yeah. it would. Yeah. Uh, our thanks to Mr. Ben Lehman for yeah. that. Ben beautiful, has a way with this Beautiful and haunting uh, music <laughs> haunting. that he played. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, as you know, we're the largest public library in Allegheny County. And that means that we not only have uh-huh. the best of the best up here on the top floor, but uh-huh. we have some of that stuff that's been sitting around that's maybe not the best of the best. Yeah. Maybe it's a hidden gem. Maybe it's a hidden turd. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to change the name of this subject. <laughs> hidden, yeah. t- hidden gem or hidden turd. You decide. <laughs> that would be pretty great if we had like a Twitter poll about that. I don't want that. us to be the podcast that has the, sh- the segment called Hidden Turd. I'm going to respect that. You know, I don't like that word. Anyway, for those of you just joining the podcast, God bless you for staying here this long. But um, hey, what did we you do... hear about Brian Michael Bendis? Yeah, I left did. Marvel. I did. I listened to a really dull podcast about it. Um, what we do in our Lonely Hearts Book Club segment is uh-huh. I run a report. I find a book down in the stacks that's either never circulated or a book that hasn't circulated in so long it predates the use of the computer. So what I've pulled for us today, since. Uh, since we do have our special guest, who's a young adult fiction aficionado, and also what? my sister, ah, <laughs> we have the young adult classic, Justice and Her Brothers, by Miss Virginia Hamilton. Eric, do you know the name Virginia Hamilton? No. What if I were to tell you that she won Coretta Scott King Awards, she won the Hans Christian Andersen Award, the Laura Ingalls Wilder Award, and a Newbery Medal? Wow. Would that shock you? Virginia Hamilton, huh? All right. So neither Christy nor Eric have seen the cover of this book. So I'm just going to put it up, and I want your gut reactions. Christy, what do you think? Do you want to read this book? No, I'm very confused by it. She's very confused by it. And uh, with every reason, she should be. So what we have is uh, the image of a girl takes up most of the cover. She's doing kind of a Zoolander pose there with her hand on her lip. And then we have a, a boy who seems to be, is he carrying something? He's just in an all-denim outfit, seems to be pointing at his pocket in a grassy field, next to another boy who's squatting down, playing a large drum. Okay. Eric, what do you think? Justice and her brothers. And her brothers. Yeah. 
You like it? You like that cover? No. Okay. That's very seventies. It's, it's brown. It's pencil drawn. It's it's not very appealing. Would you agree, Christy? I totally agree. All right. If you had to know more about one of these three characters, would it be giant girl, kid in all denim, giant boy girl. squatting around a drum in the woods? Probably the girl. Okay, one vote for girl. Eric, drum squatter, denim man. Uh, denim. Huh, I was going to go denim too. All right, sorry, drum kid. You just got too much going on. Snap. All right, so this book, let me look at the publication date for you here. This was published in 1978 and does have some stamps. It has four stamps in it, meaning it was checked out four times. The last checkout was a year after publication, 1979. All right. Original cover price? Unclear. Nope, $7.95. Hardcover. Published by Green Willow Books. All right, here you go. Are you ready for the inside cover? Christy and Eric, are you ready? Yes. Yes. One vote for yes. Okay, here we go. What? I was a vote for yes. Justice and Her Brothers, the winner of the 1975 Newbery Award for M.C. Higgins the Great, turns her unique talent in a new direction in this extraordinary novel. Four children, two of them identicals, weird, find that they are inexorably linked through their supersensory powers. Christy, do you have supersensory powers? Maybe. As my sibling, do we have, are we inexorably linked through our supersensory powers? Try to say something with your mind and I'll see if I got it. What is happening? <laughs> okay. No, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. So right. no, we can rule out Christy and I do not have uh, well, What do you think powers. she said? What I think she said? I think she said that she doesn't like your shirt. But Is that what you were thinking? Christy. I was actually thinking about Eric, but I was just thinking, Ooh. what's going on over there? What the heck? Interesting. What the heck? See, what does that mean? See, what's going another, on over I here? I might have thought about that too, but I know you too well, so I know exactly what's going on over there. <laughs> what's that supposed to mean? Anyway, back to our story. In a few crucial summer <laughs> days, on. Justice is made forcibly aware of how different from most people the four of them are and how different she is from the other three. Right. And uh-huh. how alike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey this is a hey yeah sorry i was just i was just looking at you i was trying to figure out what was going on over there did you figure it out no can't figure it out i'm not bothered this (laughs) this is (laughs) uh that got christy folks she's down for the count good let me finish this synopsis please Uh uh-huh this is a tantalizing hypnotic novel that some will call fiction some science fiction and other reality Uh (laughs) uh-huh Oh, look, I said I'm not bothered because that's something that our brother Steve says. Oh. And we, we say that it is not a saying. Like, we'll be like, hey, Steve. <laughs> okay. Steve, what do you want for lunch? And he'll be like, I'm not bothered. <laughs> Which doesn't mean anything. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. So did Good. you catch this? This tantalizing that hypnotic de- novel yeah. that some will call fiction, yeah, got that. some science fiction, and others reality. Yeah, yeah. Some people are going to read this book and I say- I like how your family in-jokes are more entertaining that's- than- talking about that's my reality (laughs) that's your reality justice and her brothers is an engrossing challenging novel it presents a picture of the world as it may become indeed as it may already be be. is Uh, okay so folks Uh uh-huh what are your thoughts based on just the synopsis eric what do you think but you you just turned the camera you said eric what do you think and then you moved the mic to christy i I was prepping for after you finished but thanks for calling that out no problem uh no that doesn't intrigue me Look, you're either science fiction or you're not. Just stop. Yeah. Doesn't it say uh, four children and the cover has three? Oh, oh. well, well, well. Jeez. The plot thickens. Do you think maybe the fourth child is that drum? And that's oh. one of his powers. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. So, Chrissy, you're, you're not. This isn't doing anything for you so far. Absolutely not. Okay. Would it help to know that this is the start of the Justice and Her Brothers trilogy? What? No. Yes, this wow. is the first in a trilogy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go to the first page. <laughs> let's go to the first page. Uh, this is for William Hamilton and Kenneth Hamilton Jr., in case anybody's curious. Chapter one, page one, might as well be the same day as yesterday, she thought. Who's to say it's not? Pouting her displeasure, she sidled through limp and quiet rooms, sun-baked the east and south windows of her home in a blinding yellow glaze from morning until late afternoon. 
All of the windows were raised and rested on small wood frame screens that let in the slightest air movement from outside. Mm-hmm. But steady breezes seemed to have disappeared with the endless heat wave. She was positive it would never rain again, and she decided this morning on leaving the filmy summer curtains closed. You can see through them just as well, she told herself, and even feel the heat outside, too. Sun scorched away as strong as ever. Her dad once telling her, a fellow's prisoner to heat when he's dang fool enough to build square in the middle of a flat, dusty field. Right. Talking about the house they now lived in and the fellow who had built it. Why do you buy it from him then, she wanted to know. Because I'm no better than he is, her dad had said. Because I don't get over that view down the field either. That had sure tickled her and she laughed her head off. Right. All right. Are you are you taken from the first page? It's not bad. It's just not intriguing. Yeah, Chrissy, what do you think? If you were reading that book and you just read that first page. Well, I'm not a quitter, but Okay. You might. I might. She okay. might be persuaded. All right, I guess my my thing would be if we're doing this weird like this quasi sci-fi. Uh-huh. I feel like something so far should have alerted us to that even just a little mm, bit yeah like that she senses something yeah. or that yeah. her she... current gift is taking effect <laughs> but something like that yeah. you know some some sort of little hint that she's experiencing something that maybe we're not does that right. make sense yeah do you want a little bit more yeah okay <laughs> just get to right. the middle of this book yeah man. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go in a little bit more i'm gonna see if i can find a little dialogue okay all right dialogue is key mm-hmm. you know what Fun fact. Right. This book has very few chapters. Okay, here we go. Boo, Justice said, coming up behind him. I left you in the living room. What? <laughs> Levi whirled around, knocking the skillet across the stovetop. He looked stunned, staring at her as if for a moment he hadn't known who she was. Hey, I was kidding, she said. You know, I left you drumming in the living room. Right. The drummer. Sure. Don't you get it? His face had paled, and standing there speechless, he looked kind of afraid. Oh, Oh, yeah, he said finally. Ticey, hi. Hi, she said back, wondering at his being so startled. She laughed nervously and turned back to the stove. Playful juvenile interaction? What's the stove going to do? I don't know. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. She could tell he hadn't really understood her kidding. Maybe he had just been concentrating too hard on his work, but she felt better when she joked once in a while about her brothers being duplicates of one another. It wasn't fair that she must look in the mirror in order to see herself. All Thomas and Levi had to do was look at one another. Yeah. How many pages are these? How many pages is this How how many pages are we into? I'm 41 pages in. Hmm. I'm trying to decide if we should have already read this stuff earlier. Probably. I'm not going to judge it. She won awards. She did. She did. All right. Let me find a good chapter start. And then... Okay. okay, Chapter six. Chapter Chapter six. six. Oh. I'm intrigued. She was inside the house without knowing how she got there or ah. what she had thought about on the way. Yeah. Oh, now it just seems like she lost track of time. Not a space thing. Keep going. <laughs> her mom always did say that at any time, any one of her family could get an attack of the vagues and not know where they mm. were going or coming from. Justice guessed that was her problem, and she had no recollection that she feared Thomas, but rather there was a shape of a suggestion that she respected him and his talent for drumming. <laughs> it was a different really feeling. Was drumming. From the shimmering warmth she would always feel for Levi, she had erected a barrier between herself and Thomas, which surrounded her like a wall. She would be able to see over it. Thomas might see her looking, but he wouldn't be able to come closer to her than the barrier. She found Thomas behind his drums in the parlor. Heat lay trapped in the dust streaks of sunbeams. The room was bathed in stark light where the only suggestion of shadow was in the form of the drummer. He beat the snare in the floor tom-tom with his brushes. Every once in a while, Mm -hmm. he used a key on a long chain to skim the edge of his cymbals. This made a mysterious hissing sound, like a spray, a flash Uh of tiny bells. A lot of drumming. Yeah, I agree with you, Eric. Too too much drumming. Too much. Yeah. Is this book about the brothers or the drumming? Yeah, hold on. (laughs) Justice and her brothers, the Buddy Rich story. (laughs) I didn't see that before. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Rich know. is a drummer, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep, he is. Uh, I don't know. What do you, yeah. yeah. And nothing about this is appealing to me. Yeah. I haven't found. I mean, granted, we're just picking them out randomly. Yeah. But it all kind of feels yeah. samesies. Uh, yeah. Being, so this learning to drum isn't science fiction. No. You can do it with practice and determination. Like, yeah. you know, yes, I skill feel, I think is yep. required too. But You're right. It's not sci-fi. It's it not sure fantasy does. to yeah. be able to play the drums. Yeah. 
Maybe the science fiction part is that she has two brothers. Who are... She keeps saying, like, duplicates. Do you think they're really, like... <gasps> are they not, like, oh, just twins? Are they, like, clones. duplicates? I don't know. I don't think cloning was around when this book was written. No, interesting here. Uh, Justice and Her Brothers is the first in Vic- Virginia Hamilton's compelling dystopian fantasy series, the Justice Trilogy. I com- don't understand. Comprised of Justice and Her Brothers, Dustland, and The Gathering. What? I know. All right, let's go deeper. Let me read a synopsis on book two. Okay. Because we read, book- we read the synopsis on book one. I remember that, yeah. Book two is called Dustland. Dustland. Okay. And this is a crazy cover. Oh. Describe it. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird naked alien devil man. What? There's four kids going into some sort of tunnel, and there's some sort of like wolf moose hybrid. Let's look up this kind of book two. Myself. Okay. Thomas, Dorian, up. Justice, and Levi, bound together by their extrasensory powers. There we go again. That Journey. Age? Journey, I know. Journey to a future land where three-legged... Is a wolf moose? He, that's what I said. Human-like creatures desperately seek water and a way out of their barren world. When jealousy tears the young people apart, survival and finding a way back to the present becomes the ultimate challenge. This was the sequel? Yes. And book three, The Gathering. She just... <laughs> okay. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Okay. Newberry Medalist Virginia Hamilton's third book in the Justice Cycle is the riveting tale of four extraordinary young adults battling to save the Earth from an evil force. Cover of this one. You've got some spooky people in the background. Yeah. Kids in the tunnel. Zordon. Weird alien people. Uh, moose wolf. I want to say scales. Yeah. Uh, this is crazy. The Zordon. Yeah. You got like a Zordon from Power Rangers. Okay. Now, let me ask there. you both this. Does seeing the nonsense that's to come make you want to read the books more or less? Yeah. Christy Brooke. Uh, less. Really less? Yeah. You're not a sci-fi? No. Oh. So you, if you knew this was a sci-fi trilogy, you wouldn't be interested. Right. Okay. See, I'm not really interested in reading the future books, but I am interested in finding out how those books Hap, like how the first book becomes those books. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this book, yeah. just based on the cover, based yeah. on what we're reading. I thought it was just like a coming-of-age story. Yeah, I did too. Maybe somebody ate blueberries and found out they, they were allergic to blueberries. Now they go to this weird dust yeah. land? That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about this now. Yeah. I was going to say, no, this seems Again, solid. I don't want to read the second two books, but I really want to know... How this first book yeah, becomes those. It <laughs> it's like the last page is like, and then they went to Dustland. Ah! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hello, Moose Wolf. <laughs> what, a, oh, boy. what a weird twist of fate this was. That's strange. Yeah. Strange, strange. Yeah. Well, it's lauded. It's won many awards. Lauded, yeah. All right. So, Eric, how likely are you to read this on a scale mm. of one to ten? One being you'll never read it. I'm. It's Ten being... You've already started. I, I'm likely to pick it up and like just turn pages to look for lines and figure it out. Okay, like, I'm not. I'm not likely to read the whole thing, but I am likely to skim through it until I figure well, out how it became a dust as, book. As we were talking, I read the last couple of pages, and I can tell you that I have no idea. Are they still like they well, don't? And then she made a pie. Let me. Let me just. They were on their bikes. Thomas in the lead. Instantly, they raced in a flurry of shining, spinning wheels and glinting metals. Hollers and grunting from the exertion of climbing hills too fast. They had nothing more on their minds than beating the heat across town. That's the end? There's a little bit more. I didn't want to read the very last lines. But that's where we are. It's just kids riding bikes. So I don't know if the second yeah. one is just a total, like, yeah. let's go into this it's weird wardrobe. a boxcar wardrobe. situation. <laughs> Here's a tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a boxcar situation. Yeah, it might be. All, All right. right, Christy, your likelihood of reading the Justice Trilogy. No. Uh, no. What if I get it for you on audiobook? Still No. What if I tell you that you have to read it? <laughs> no. What if I put you on a bus and the only thing you have is the Justice Trilogy? Will you read them? Did you take your mm, phone away? That's. And I took your phone away. That's a little more tempting. Yeah. Okay, so Christy is a is a maybe. Yeah. She may read <laughs> yeah. the Justice Trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Well, soft I, maybe. Maybe not since Blake's therapy has a book surprised us. Have I been so shocked? <laughs> yeah. By what's transpired yeah. in the in the pages of this book. Yeah. And listeners, if you have read Justice and Her Brothers mm-hmm. or the Banana Cakes trilogy that follows it, uh, <laughs> please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at All the Book Show, Facebook yeah. at David A. Howell Public Library. You can yeah. email us hey. at Wellsville at STLS.org. Let me give you Christy's personal phone number. It's All right. five five five. Just kidding. Uh, That's quick not question. It. Yes. How did bananas become like a term we use to describe crazy? Huh. Like that's bananas. Yeah. 
go bananas. Maybe Urban Dictionary can tell us. Mm. No, nope. it will just tell us what it means. No, it pulled up. Uh, it pulled up directions to the Go and Bananas Family Fun Center. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? So I can't. What state is that? Uh, it's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. But this is not an endorsement. Oh my gosh. I know nothing about it. Wait, check <laughs> please it out. don't say. Should we go there? This is not all the books telling you to go to this place. We could drive there. Road trip. Uh, go and the, bananas. Okay, the informal definition is to go insane, as in. Roy's customers think the council has gone bananas. Yeah. No, I get that. I get what it means. But I don't know why somebody said, hey, you're going bananas. And they're just like, hold up. You, you mean this? Where did it come we from? We eat bananas all the time. I don't what know. What are you talking about, Tim? I don't know. They're Our very... diet is 80% bananas. Yeah. Oh, well, you're going it. <laughs> so. Well, I can't find any explanation yeah. for where it comes from. So Peel? Is the peeling? I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Well, we can't answer yeah. that. I know. Yeah. Sorry. All well, right. You want to talk library news? Uh, yes. We're showing Despicable Me 3 on December 8th at 3.30. And then what happens else on December 8th, Nick? On December 8th, we have the f- debut of The Nutcracker. This is our fourth year doing The Nutcracker. We've got some special guests this time, including... My childhood friend Bo Hutching, who's Boy, a great actor, you're good dancer, be talking about that, is going to be. Long I know. Time. I want to get him on the show. I want to do a take five where we ask him questions. Uh, but anyway, the Nutcracker opens uh, Friday the eighth at yeah. seven o'clock, and then Saturday and Sunday there's shows at two o'clock. It would be nice. We could ask him what you were like as a baby. No, we didn't know each other that young. Although we were talking last night, he was in eighth grade when we met. So yeah. that's pretty young. Well, I guess I assumed like in eighth grade you were still acting like a baby. Oh my word. What? I think I found something here. What? <laughs> the colloquial use of bananas for mad slash crazy is a surprisingly recent development. There's a... No, I can't say that. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't All right, know. Good. I thought... No, I'm sorry. I thought I had the answer, but the more I look, that just says it's been around since the 1930s it was used. Uh-huh. So... Cool. The mystery continues. Maybe yeah. maybe in episode 120 we'll know the answer. Yeah. Anyway, we've got the Nutcracker. We've got the Andover Ecumenical Choir coming back mm-hmm. uh, December 11th uh-huh. at 7 o'clock. So Wait, does that, that mean the... Never mind. Keep going. And we've got all sorts of holiday movies uh, uh-huh. coming up. So you can check the schedule Boy, do for we. dates and times on those. But yeah. we've got a busy December. Yeah. We hope you'll join us for all those things. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add, Eric? Nah, I'm good. All right. Well, oh, I'll wait. Want... Have you heard of Brian, Brian Michael Bennis leaving Marvel and what? going to DC? That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it. I want to thank our special guest, Christy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is your second appearance, but your first solo gig. How was it? How was the experience? I like to listen to you guys. Okay. So she. Uh, so yeah. would you would you suggest future guests that this is a fun job to have? This is a fun experience. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And yes. She wasn't under duress at all. So if you, yeah. So we'd love to have uh, yeah. visitors on the podcast yeah. from time to time. Roger, you can put the knife down now. Right. Please, <laughs> Roger. Thank you. Enough's enough. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, That's going to do it for episode 119. (laughs) We'll see you in episode 120.